0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 254th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ, and
1: with me today, I have Travis. I have been struggling all week to think of a way to explain to listeners of last week's episode that pocket trumpet is a real thing and not just a funny goof I made up because I sounded terrible when I played the trumpet last week. It's a real thing. I really own it, but I have no way to prove that over this non-visual medium. You you tweeted a you tweeted a picture. I did, but they can't hear that. That's I, all I right. Wouldn't I think it's a pretty small minority of well, maybe not minority, but not everybody listens to the show has a Twitter either, and would bother going on Twitter to see a picture of a to small investigate. Trumpet. Yeah,
0: to figure it out. Speaking of small, I have Will with us today.
1: Whoa!
2: We all have musical accompaniments now, right?
1: Oh wait, let know. me let me pull out my pocket trumpet. Wait, Jeez. wait, wait, wait! Can
2: you can you do an, <laughs> an E on the pocket
1: trumpet? Um, no, because apparently it's not in my room anymore. I don't know where it is.
0: It's so small, Travis. You lost it.
1: Apparently,
0: apparently. So, I, what's Steve's instrument going to be? I I have zero musical talent. Uh, None. You know
2: what? I find that honest uh, very believable. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, yes, yes, you are correct. I, I believe that you don't have any musical talent. Yeah,
2: there you go. You you said the same thing I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can I I am surprised there's an audio show every week based on how like tone deaf I feel like I am. Well, there's nothing we can do to correct that at this point in time. So nope. yeah, just got to live with it. Forge good, ahead. Old, good. Good old MPS school systems back in back in this voice. Welcome everyone, welcome to another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, I already said that. Uh, If you are a new listener, thank you for joining us. I'm just going to do a rundown of what we're talking about this week. Uh, We're going to get off topic like we always do, unless there's nothing exciting to get off topic about. Then I got some Pokemon news, some regarding Pokemon Go, uh, World Championships, some other things. And then we have a ton of emails I'm I've I've just been really digging the email segment so I've kind of been last week it was like the longest segment I think the week before that it was also pretty long and you guys have been sending in way more emails than, than normal so we're going to just go through that inbox and tackle those emails and then Travis has our pokemon of the week and then we'll end with our house cleaning segment so that's what we got anything new and exciting to report on your guys end ends ends yeah.
2: Yes, I, uh, I, I have had two burritos today, um, the Mexican delicacy, and both of them were absolutely awful. I had a breakfast burrito from District Taco, and it was yucky. And then I had a lunch burrito from Chipotle, and it was not put together properly, and I was very disappointed.
0: What was in the breakfast burrito? Like eggs, bacon?
2: I don't no, want no chorizo? No, Ah, uh, there were eggs. There were eggs. Um, I think I could have had bacon, but I selected chorizo instead, uh, and potatoes, and then there was well cheese. It's like one of those hmm cheese peas cheese cheese. Oh no, that was one of the my complaints. Uh, no, actually, you know what? There was cheese, but just not enough cheese. But definitely no sour cream, Ugh. Um, no guacamole, Ugh. and it was just like so. Like, I've never been to District Taco before, so she's she said, oh, do you want the salsa on top or on the side? And I was like, Mm, I mean, I guess I'll have it on top. I don't understand what that means, because to me, a burrito is a hand-eating food.
1: Yeah, and- the old hand-eating device, yeah. And then it was on top of the tortilla, right? Is that where this is going?
2: Well... It's even worse. The burrito (laughs) came out in a bowl, and basically the salsa was actually like a soup that had been poured over the entire burrito. So I had to eat the burrito with a knife and a fork.
0: This was a breakfast burrito? Uh Uh-huh. In a bowl?
2: Yeah. It was your first time at District 9? District Taco? I would not go to District 9. I do not want to turn into some sort of alien creature.
1: Yeah, that movie takes some weird turns. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it, it, it's a really good movie, but the whole premise of, like, oops, I ingested some oil, I'm turning into an alien, it fails.
1: It's a weird turn, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It is. It, yeah. I do appreciate a lot that happens. It, it fails
2: much like a district taco breakfast burrito.
1: I will ask... So... <laughs> Was this like a so is a wet burrito just a regional thing around here or is that all over the place? Wait, wait, whoa,
2: back
0: up! What is a no, no, wet burrito?
2: Yeah, this is must. This is news to me because to me, as I said, a burrito is a hand eating food, and hand eating food yeah. should not be wet. I want to go
0: on so, record that I don't like burritos, but continue, Travis.
1: Yeah, so wet burrito is. I'm guessing what uh, I, I'm. I will admit a lot of ignorance to even americanized uh mexican mexican cuisine so i don't uh, i just didn't grow up eating a lot of it um so here's like the google search when you just search for what burrito the image search that i'm showing the two of you so it's, it's the burrito is, sort is great of great there. audio <laughs> yeah the burrito is sort of sit seated in the sauce and oh I, ask because, I see i ask because that sounds like what sort of like what will is describing. And That there, is
2: kind of similar to what I did get as my breakfast burrito, but yeah. that, to me, what you're showing me looks more like a chimichanga. Well, no, is fried. Oh. and This looks like the is, food
0: I got in San Antonio, which they called Tex-Mex, I think. That is a
1: cuisine, yes. All right. <laughs> so there is a restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I don't technically live in Grand Rapids anymore, but basically where I live. And they claim to be the and I never knew if if wet burrito until now if that was a regional thing or not, but this place, the uh belt what is it called?
0: Midwest the Beltline belt.
1: Bar claims to be the birthplace of the wet burrito. And they have quite the the jingle on the radio advertising their uh their establishment that, that comes on all the time on the radio, that, that's, that's quite a doozy. Do you want to hear it?
0: Can you play it on the
1: trumpet? Oh, uh, better. I, I'm warming up the golden pipes right now.
0: Oh, you're, you're, you're going to reenact it.
1: All right. All right. Here we go. The Beltline Bar, famous Mexican cafe. It's the great taste of Mexico right in your neighborhood. And the thing... Where was the wet burrito in that? You, you, didn't, uh, they, you didn't
0: sell me on this. Not, not that your singing oh, was bad. It just doesn't seem like that great of a jingle.
1: No, 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 no. You don't... The, be, the thing about the jingle that is hilarious <laughs> and amazing is the fact that they clearly... Like, when you're writing a jingle, you write the jingle to fit the w- words primarily, right? Because you want, like, the name of your restaurant to be remembered. They clearly wrote a melody... And then wrote lyrics to it afterwards, which you would never do with a jingle because the way that it's accented because of the melody is Mexican Cafe. But you would never, you would never pronounce the word like that. And I find that endlessly fascinating that it's <laughs> Mexican Cafe, not Mexican Cafe. Like y- you know, like it's it's not how you would actually say the word, and it's hilarious to me that you would write a jingle and not think about making sure the jingle is written in a way that allows you to pronounce the words the way that they are typically pronounced.
2: And yet it's stuck with you.
1: I don't what know. The Just my brother for, and I like, make fun of it like every time we see each other, but that's it, sort of yeah. Incidental. It sounds
2: like the, the jingle for Yamaha Suzuki of Mineola, which is a place Let, on, let me Long Yeah, let me,
1: let, me hear, let me hear a rendition.
2: Nope. Um, All right. But <laughs> it is something that I heard like... So many times when I was a t- teenager listening to WDRE, uh, that even though it was a terrible jingle, it's like, I can still hear
0: it in my head 20 something years later. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any jingle one, two, I don't know if I'm impressed or confused if, if Travis consistently listens to the radio or. Oh, I don't, I don't something can't that even just remember the last time I have listened to you. the
1: radio, but it is so indelibly burned into my oh, consciousness because of how often they played it and how often my brother and I make fun of it today. And I think they they still I think I heard it not too long ago in one of those rare instances where I actually was listening to the radio. So I think it's still in circulation.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, with the, with a, a legendary jingle as that, why would you why would you take it out of circulation? The Beltline Bar, yeah,
2: famous you've gone Mexican out of Cafe. You're a Mexican restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan. How <laughs> yeah,
1: much yeah. are they how much are they paying us for this ad? Like how <laughs> I don't think anything. I mean, I don't think the Beltline Bar needs to pay for that ad is just played so many times that I think it just gets grandfathered in, you know. Oh, I yeah,
0: that the the old jingle clause. Mhm. Not That's to be the... confused
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's the, that's the estranged spin-off of the Santa Claus franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah, my favorite, uh, my favorite mythical movie. Uh, this is a podcast about Pokemon, so with that being said, <laughs> let's move into some Pokemon news. First bit of news here is, let's celebrate Pokemon Day. It's coming back. Year two of Pokemon Day, February 27th. Got a press release here from the good old... Press release, people. Uh, Pokemon Day is February 27th, uh, commemorating the launch of the very first Pokemon games back in 1996, Japan release. The fun starts at Pokemon.com where we will be updating a gallery of our Pokemon, of our fans' Pokemon photo memories. They can use the hashtag Pokemon Day to share their Pokemon moments. Please find more information about Pokemon Day below. Alright, this is everything that's happening on February 27th. Strap in. Buckle the seatbelts. Pikachu will lead the Pokemon Day celebration in Pokemon Go. From February 26th to March 6th, any Pikachu encountered in the wild will be wearing a festive party hat. The Pikachu caught during that time will keep the party hat, so be sure to look out for the special Pikachu during its short time in the wild. Uh, I believe this is the same as the Christmas Pikachu. Speaking of Santa clauses. Second bullet point here is Pokemon Day marks the debut of the new gallery figurine collection in Pokemon Center. The first set includes awesome figures of Eevee, Mew, Magikarp, and Pikachu, each performing its signature attack. These figures were designed specifically for Pokemon Center. So the first time, so it will be the first time anyone will be able to get their hands on them. Check out the Pokemon. Uh, oh, there's, there's just a link of what they look like. These toys were at the the toy fair, and so a couple sites already got close ups of them and everything. It doesn't say in the press release, but I did look it up. They are going to retail for sixteen ninety nine, and they're about three to four inches tall. So if you're into collecting figures, these four are going to be launching on February twenty seventh. And they said more will be coming later this year.
2: I used to collect Smurf figurines.
0: (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Starting on Pokemon Day, revisit some of the best big screen moments of Ash and Friends with a movie marathon on Pokemon TV. For a limited time, watch the original classic Pokemon, the first movie, as well as the not-so-good Pokemon Forever as well as the also not so good pokemon zorark the masters of illusions in their entirety remember that you can watch pokemon tv on pokemon.com or the following mobile apps nothing what well, you, you said the following
2: mobile apps i thought you were going to start listing some mobile apps <laughs> no yeah, <that's> no just
0: <laughs> just itunes and google play <laughs> oh um, yeah, i, I, yeah, I was did you waiting just for say that? that
2: that the zorark movie was not good yeah it's not good well you're incorrect so <laughs> It's a fantastic movie, and it has a little talking Zorua who's real cute.
0: I mean, the, those movies are more about the legendary trio dogs than they are about Zoroark. I,
2: no, because they actually aren't actually in the movie because it's Zoroark just being them. Yeah, but you have... I got no... <laughs> you got no argument. You got... I because mean... Because Zoroark is like one of the top five Pokemon of all time, and you're trying whoa. to diss him in his movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I do know that there are over 700 Pokemon, and Zoroark chose to be three Pokemon that have been featured in other movies.
2: You know what? You obviously weren't paying attention to the movie because Zoroark, for one thing, I think was a lady in that movie, and second off, was Ma- not Mama Mama which Mama Zorark. Yes, That's, yeah, that, yeah.
0: Spoiler: she's she's trying to get her baby back, or vice but, versa, the baby trying to get mom back.
2: Yes, and she was under duress, so but it's not having a lot of options for what she was going to be doing.
1: Uh,
0: What else we got here? The The Pokemon trading card game online is starting its Pokemon Day festivities early with an extra trainer tokens available on the bonus wheel for the entire week leading up to Pokemon Day. Then be sure to log in to your game on Pokemon Day for an extra special daily bonus. Remember that you can play the Pokemon TCG online on your computer, iPad, Android tablet, Battle today and throughout Pokemon Day for bigger rewards. Don't forget that right now you can head over to your participating GameStop store to get a bottle cap for Pokemon Sun and Moon video game. This item lets you boost the individual strength of one of your Pokemon's stats via hyper training, making the Pokemon even more ready for your next big battle. Bottle cap codes will be available at GameStop until March 5th. Pikachu lends its brilliant features to the new. Pikachu Yellow Edition New Nintendo 3DS XL. Let me say the name of that system again. Pikachu Yellow Edition New Nintendo 3DS XL. And this limited, it's got
2: all the words in it.
0: All the words you need. This limited edition New Nintendo 3DS XL is launching just a couple days before Pokemon Day, and it is sure to be popular, so check it out while you can. Wait, it's out now, and I wanted to get one, and I'm
2: not going to be getting one. Oh, I'm so. sure it's
0: sold out at this point, right?
2: <laughs> like, <sighs>
0: all the other Pikachu 3DSs that have come out, usually a Target or a GameStop gets about two of them, and then never gets another shipment.
2: But what about all the people who are saving their pennies for the Nintendo Switch?
0: I, I'm not saying the people, bu- the people buying the, the Pikachu Yellow Edition at this point are making a poor choice with their money. <laughs> when they could be although <laughs> when they could be getting a Nintendo Switch with that money
1: maybe they will argue there is something inherently cool about objects that have very very long titles like the <laughs> Pikachu special yellow you know whatever i i love a good long title
2: um i can still get a new Nintendo 3DS XL Pikachu yellow edition at the target in Rockville Maryland go get it uh, keep, see you guys just, later.
0: Just keep your microphone on. Record the journey.
2: <laughs> uh, the internet doesn't go that far. Not with that attitude. If you are
1: looking, it'll be that. It'll be that. Really, it'll be our edition of that really divisive episode of Reply All, where they just kind of left and took their microphones with them. Is that not nobody a knows ref- what,
2: nobody knows what you're talking about?
1: Oh dang! Well, it's a really good episode <laughs> of the podcast Reply All. Oh dang! <laughs> It's it's really good, and the joke is that this would... Whatever. I'll stop.
0: If you are looking for even more Pokemon animation fun during your Pokemon Day celebrations, you can find Pokemon the Movie Volcanion and the M- Mechanical Marvel on iTunes Store, Google Play, and Amazon Video. It's not free, by the way. You have to pay for this. Uh, plus, check out the special edition Pokemon the Series Gold and Silver TV Episode Bundle Featuring Ash's adventure through the Johto region. With this collection of episodes and the latest Pokemon movie, you'll be ready to host the perfect Pokemon Day party. Uh, What else we got? We got a lot here. This is a a big day. Pokemon Day is a good reminder that big promotions are going on in Pokemon Shuffle 2. The popular Nintendo 3DS game is celebrating two years of challenging fans with puzzle fun. Take a look at the in-game notifications to get more details on these upcoming opportunities. And finally, head to twitch.tv slash Pokemon. Don't forget to smash that like button for an all-day celebration of Pokemon competitions showing many of the most memorable matches from the Pokemon TCG, video game, and Pokin tournament from the past several years. See your favorite players from around the globe as we broadcast epic championship battles, including some of the most recent Pokemon World Championships. Yeah, that's interesting. Right now, they
2: just have on that channel, um, last broadcast, August 21st,
0: 2016. All right. Hmm. Sounds good. I will say my favorite thing of Pokemon Day last year was when they did all the movies in a row on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. That was I was hoping they were going to do that again this year but it out of the what 12 bullet points I read you that's that's not an option but uh I might stream something pokemon related on pokemon day to just s-
1: stream all the pokemon movies I'm sure <laughs> they, Yeah yeah I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure they won't care I'm sure
0: that'll be fine right <laughs>
1: I mean Nintendo has it, it, I realized this pokemon company but Nintendo in general has been pretty lenient with that sort of thing right
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah they they want as much Pokemon out there as possible, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I might I might do something on Pokemon Day Twitch related or 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 something else. But it's cool. You it's can cool maybe that... pull out that Pokemon Dual Stream you've been teasing for so long. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah, I still have not opened the app, so it's still super super fresh to me. It is cool that they are doing this again. I'm glad this wasn't just like a one off thing that. Okay, this is the second year they're doing Pokémon Day and yeah, it's not as great as last year, but hopefully they they continue doing it because I do think it's a great reminder and the most bi- wonderful time of the year. Yeah, and business-wise, if if they're if they're doing as much stuff as they are here and they're doing that every year, that's that's enough to hit Websites or other publications that maybe normally don't report about Pokemon to report about Pokemon, then which in terms reminds people that Pokemon exists. Because oh oh,
2: oh that just brought something to mind. Yeah. Um. The did you, I don't know if you guys knew, but like Geico is sponsoring a tournament of champions of Pokemon VGC right now as we speak. You yes. mm-hmm. Were you guys aware of this? Yes. And in their advertisement for it, they literally said. Due to the recent return of popularity of Pokemon, we're holding this tournament. Wow. Like, what? What? What do you mean? That's they're like pretty bold claim. popularity.
0: They're, they're late by 12 months. Like, I would say uh, Pokemon was way popu- way more popular in July of 2016 than it is today, February 25th, well, whenever even we're recording.
2: Besides this. besides that, Pokemon X and Y are among the top selling. Pokemon titles,
0: I think which was Sun and Moon
2: passed it. Well, hooray for Sun and Moon, but still <laughs> X and Y did not do poorly, and that's like three and a half years ago.
0: No, I think Sun and Moon passed Omega Ruby off of Sapphire at this point, but easily done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pr- projection wise, Sun and Moon looks like it's going to outsell everything but the 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 first two games. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the the Pokemon Go Johto definitely rekindled some interest in people. But obviously the the hype around Sun and Moon definitely helped, but I would argue that Pokemon has kind of been on a slight decline since then. And obviously if you're in the competitive scene, if you're if you're in the TCG or you're playing competitive Sun and Moon, you're not seeing that. But if you're just a casual player, maybe you completed your Pokédex by now, there's not really that much to do, maybe unless you Wanted to switch over to go and catch some Johto Pokemon.
2: But speaking. Oh, you mean if you're outside of the Pokemon bubble? Maybe. Uh, but speaking. That's not a place that I live.
0: Oh, right, go on. The competitive scene. Locations and dates for the 2017 North American International Championships and 2017 World Championships have been announced. Uh, the International Championships will take place between June 30th through July 2nd at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis. It looks like they moved back to Indiana. Last year I believe when yeah. we were at the Ohio, the Cleveland, Ohio Convention Columbus, Center, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio Convention Center. So I wonder what that was all about. There must they, they probably just couldn't book those dates, right? And they had to move somewhere else. I mean, that, I could say some, some pretty maybe there was horrible a price things. price difference or none of us went, right? So I, I couldn't tell no. you if Mm-mm. I couldn't tell you if that venue was bigger or smaller or maybe just didn't work out for them. Maybe it was cheaper, and they went, and we're like, "Ah, this ain't working. We can't fit our inflatable Pikachu through the the side door here."
1: I want to hear it. What are the horrible things Will could say? What are they?
2: Oh, not for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Certain people who used to live in Indiana who now are my neighbors. Can we leave it at that?
0: Sure, sure. Mm. Uh, this uh, there are there are no resident. Residency restrictions for the North America International Championship. This event is open to all Pokemon, TCG, and video game players around the world. In addition to the exciting prizes for Pokemon International Championships, this will be the last chance to earn significant championship points on the way to the World Championship Invitation. Then, on August 18th through the 20th, the top players from around the globe will... Converge at the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California to battle the 2017 Pokemon World Championships. Only the Pokemon TCG and video game players who battled at the championship series events throughout the season and managed to earn enough championship points will qualify for this prestigious competition. Competitors will be battling for the title of World Championship and a share of over $500,000 in prizes. Finally, Pokemon Tournament players will have a chance to show off their l- skills at the Pokemon World Championships. On Friday, participating in the Last Chance Qualifier Tournament will battle for the remaining seats for the Pokemon Pokken Tournament World Championship. Then the 2017 Pokin World Championship will take place on Saturday, August 19th, finishing with the grand finale on Saturday night, where a prize pool of $20,000 uh, will be there. Players will be competing using the Wii U version of Pokin Tournament. Is there still a Pokin scene happening existing I
2: mean no if you enjoy <laughs> fighting games uh, hey no i mean they've they've still had pokken at po i still say it the wrong way at like evo right
0: yeah, it was at evo there was there was some bidding thing where people were donating to get Pokin at a future tournament. I'm not sure which one that was, but it did raise quite a bit of money, and I think they are including it at. I i d I don't I don't wanna say it's Evo. It could be, but I don't I know I'd be wrong with whatever would come out of my mouth. But yeah, there the people who are playing that are still into that. I mean, you could say like, is there still a Street Fighter Four uh audience? And yes, there is for that game and Street Fighter Five and Killer Instinct and all like all those other fighting game people have their, their definite niche of we're gonna continue playing this game and get getting good at it. Well I mean that's the thing right for for the fighting
2: games people like specialize in a particular fighting game get really good at it and then they go and compete so they they don't care whether it's popular with the casual populace they just care whether they can actually continue to play it competitively even though there hasn't been an update for it in about a year
0: Yeah I want to say well what is that that game's going to be 2 years old this year right 2 or 1 oh, it's over a year <sighs> old it's definitely over a year old so yeah it it has to be 2 years old I I looked this up because I was on I was on the Pokin subreddit about two weeks ago when they were talking about the future of Pokin. Somebody was talking about the update, and I looked it up. And the last update was like six or eight months ago. It was it was quite a while ago, but I think the game came out in October of two thousand fifteen. Wow, I'm pretty sure it came out in March of whatever it year. Definitely it definitely didn't come out in March. We'll look it up. We'll look Check
1: the wiki.
0: It came out July 16th, 2015. So older than I thought it was. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Was that Japan or US? Just what the quick link from wiki said. Here we go. Uh, Wii U is March 18th, 2016. Japan. Oh,
1: vindicated. Yeah, good poll, Will.
0: March 18th.
1: Yeah, so it's not a year old, hey? Heard it here first. Well, no, that's not the first time you first got <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are any of you planning on going to the nationals or or well, I guess you can't go to wards unless you're invited. But are are you guys thinking of going to nationals?
2: It's a, it's a tough call for me because uh, Bushiroad is having a what they call a Grand Fest, which they typically only do in Japan. Um, they're actually having one in their California area the same weekend. Like July Fourth weekend, and I can't do both, and that's like a really rare opportunity type thing that that's happening. So I'll probably end up not going to either, but it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a tough call because yeah, it's either because <laughs> I can drive to Indianapolis, right? I can't drive to uh what Long Beach, Long Beach, California. That's where the Vanguard one is going to be. Got to fly, yeah, but airplanes cost a lot of money. And as, you know, I was explaining to Travis, you know, in about four days, I will not have any legal documentation proving that I can get on an airplane. So
1: (laughs) good old D.C. Travis, I would go if enough pals of mine were there. That's always been the kicker, right, is if enough of my friends are going Go, but isn't that the, hasn't it been like the same weekend y'all have gone to gen con in the last like three years
0: no gen it's always it's always been at least recently when i say recently like the last three to four years it's always been that fourth of july weekend and mm-hmm. gen cons always end of july beginning of august yeah beginning of, of july, august
2: early august
0: so it's very hard to take a trip down to indiana twice in such a close yeah. time yeah uh especially based on how expensive gen con is.
1: Sure, but yeah. If I mean, I don't. I don't think uh, enough of my pokey pals are gonna be heading down there, and it's not really that rad of a time to just be like, "Hey, I'm here by myself playing." Yeah. the Pocket Monsters because I'm not good, right? Like it. It would be worth it if I were just really good and actually had a shot, but I don't. So hey, you do pretty well at really them VGCS. Ah, I know enough to get in trouble.
0: Good old deadline over here.
1: Is that a deadline? I thought yes. that was just like a it was, it was, wow. Very,
0: I mean, sure. I huh. I got two more bits of news here.
1: Pokémon eggs
0: to be distributed distributed in Japan to celebrate Easter. To celebrate Easter, six different Pokémon eggs will be available at Pokémon Centers and Pokémon stores in Japan from March 18th through the through April 9th for Pokémon Sun and Moon. Marini, uh, Oranguru, Pissimian, Turtonator, Drampa, and Gumi will be available in eggs. Only one of these eggs can be obtained per day. From March 18th onward, if players show a Pokemon hatched from one of these gift eggs to an employee at a Pokemon Center, they can receive a Pokemon training guide. These guides are limited one per person and are only available until supplies run out.
2: Those are some pretty hard Pokemon to catch, so those eggs are actually worth it. I think yeah. they're all at like 5% encounter rates, and Marini you have to do through uh, SOS battles. Mm-hmm.
1: Gumi you have to do through weather SOS battles. Oh. <laughs> More. In the lush jungle. Yep. It's also funny that I think, isn't Gumi the only one in that list? Or did I miss one? I think Gumi is the only one in that list that is, a, that is not a Gen 7 yes. Pokemon, right? Unless I missed nope. one. That is correct. Yep. You're correct. It's weird. It seems like you would just do... All Gen 7. All Gen 7,
0: yeah. Final article here is off of Polygon.com. Pokemon Chief says, Approach to games needs to change if brought to Switch. Let me read the article real quick. The Pokemon Company confirmed in September it would be supporting the Nintendo Switch. In an interview, CEO... Ishihara said the company would need to rethink on how it handles titles on the system if it decides to incorporate the new technology. Ishihara sat down with Japanese business and technology website Tokyo Zakia Online to discuss the future of Pokemon, including Pokemon Go and new games on Switch. When asked how the Pokemon company w- was looking to get involved with Nintendo's new console, Ishihara suggested. The way the company approaches designing its main title games, like Pokemon Sun and Moon, would have to change if the new console was incorporated. Pokemon has been about being portable, and now there is the Switch, which is a portable home console, so it has a bigger screen and higher specs than we're used to, Ishihara said, as translated by NeoGAF, somebody. Uh, apart from the main games, we make stuff like Pokken and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, so I am thinking that we should make a game that suits the Switch. But at this time, I cannot confirm any projects. Ishihara added that if they were to develop a game, if they were to develop games primary for the Switch, it would have to be different from the way they've handled making portable games in the past, but it wouldn't be elaborate. But Oh, sorry. But wouldn't elaborate. It It's still unclear if the company intends to release a game like Pokemon Sun or Moon for the console. The Switch may act like a GameCube, Wii, or Wii U in the in which became the go-to consoles for offshoot Pokemon titles like Pokemon Rumble, Pokemon Battle Revolution, and Poke Park Wii, Pikachu's Adventure. It was rumored last year that a game codenamed Pokemon Stars, which would act as the third iteration of Pokemon Sun and Moon, would be, would be released mid-2017, but the Pokemon company hasn't confirmed those rumors. More information is to be expected, uh to be released by the Pokemon company throughout the year about what its plans are for bringing Pokemon games to the console. So there's your article. I think we've talked about this a little bit. There was I know there was a conversation last week where we said where I said that every studio, every Nintendo studio is making a game for Switch. That was confirmed by somebody at Nintendo. Uh but I think Tra- I think Travis asked if that included the Pokemon company. I said I'm pretty sure it did. But, now we have confirmation that they are making something they just haven't said what
2: and it's going to be different than anything we've seen before. Woo.
0: <laughs> it all comes together in Pokemon sun and moon <laughs> I, I mean I, I mean we to, to, like the switch to me is is like a bigger game boy advance, right there was the game boy advance to the the 3 ds or to the ds i'm sorry to the ds was more of a, a dramatical change than just going back to a, a switch at this point it's just one screen that's bigger it worked it worked yeah um so my curiosity
2: is more around the wireless interactivity and like does the switch have the ability to do like local
0: battles yeah i can connect to seven other consoles that's true that's true that's true
2: all right so then the real question becomes are we going to have a berry mixing mashing some sort of contest using the joy cons i want to feel the berries as i smash them into pokebox that
0: hd rumble up on those berries
2: yes this is the most important feature of that must come out of The whole research of the Pokemon company. Game Freak, get on those berries. Well, Pokemon normally shows something off around March for the year. What if the Joy-Con actually makes you feel like you're throwing a Pokeball? Want that?
1: HD rumble.
2: I mean, you can feel an ice cube.
0: You might as well be able to feel a Pokeball. Yeah. Yep. You sold me. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know what to really expect. The... The... The rumored Game of Pokemon Stars was was reported by Eurogamer, which reported pretty much everything correctly on Switch, more or less. I'm sure they got one or two things wrong, but they got more things right than wrong. So that's the only reason I really believe the Stars thing. Also, my reasoning for that making a little more sense was just the fact of how poorly Sun and Moon ran on the new 3DS XL and you know some people didn't have problems with that, but I think any any uh battles with the Ultra Beast really made the system chug a bit. And the other thing that kind of really sold me on this whole concept was how high the actual character and Pokemon models are outside the game when people pulled the source code and, and up res them and how clean and and great they looked. And so it just seemed like they were developing a game for a more powerful piece of hardware that didn't exist until, you know, six days from now. How wild six is it that s- the hmm. Switch comes out on March 3rd? Yeah, it's it's exciting. And it's, it, yeah, like you said, it's wild to think about that. Well, it's exciting for
2: people who are getting one and then those of us who'll be sitting in a corner crying playing Monster Hunter generations you, you, on a new
0: You well, will, you said you're not getting one because there was no, there was no Monster Hunter or no Pokemon, right? I mean,
2: yeah, there's nothing
0: I, like if I had
2: like lots of money just hanging out in the bank where it's doing me absolutely no good, then yes, I would have gotten a launch day Switch, but seeing as I actually have a family to feed and a house to maintain, that drains my resources, uh, I'm going to wait for there to be a more compelling reason for me to get the Switch. Unless somebody got it for me for my birthday and is not telling me, and it's going to be a huge surprise.
0: Hooray! That'd be exciting. Travis, you're not... You, you're still running with your 20-year-old 3DS, so... That is
1: correct. I... The closer I get to the launch of the Switch, the more I... I'm tempted to actually get it. I... I never get things on launch day, but for some reason... I don't know why the switch is the one that's that, that is more tempting than things usually are for me, but something about maybe I maybe I just need something to spice up my life right now, and uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? I I don't even I mean, know why I to buy like, would arms. Be... I guess I'm just gonna get really into arms. I don't know. Part of me I, the there's an angel and a devil on my shoulders. One of them is telling me to get the switch, and the other is telling me not to do it. So. Uh, I'm still I, in the I just, process.
2: I, I would be concerned on your part whether the switch will actually work with the Canadian version of electricity.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just electricity up there.
2: That's what you would like
1: to believe. Yeah, that's what they're trying to pitch it's to not us. Like the UK, all... where they have different outlets.
2: Remember that documentary where they had the elephant. That was filmed in Canada.
1: What are you talking about?
2: That was a throwback to last week's episode. It
1: was
0: the whole tes- Tesla versus Edison. Oh, yeah. Elephant scandal. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of scandals, what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a break. Scandalous. And then when we come back, we're going to send a very, very... Uh, and when we come back, we are going to answer your emails. So we will be right back.
1: Can you figure out why I'm playing the trumpet? Oh, the trumpet. Oh, the trumpet. The The sound font of Generation 3 is very different than the previous games and has a lot of synthesized horns in it, so that's the joke. Joke. I play the trumpet, and we
0: are back from our break. Let's tackle some emails. I have organized my email inbox to make it easier to read these emails. Here we go. Oh, if you want to send us emails, I forgot my my spiel. If you want to send us emails, you can do so by emailing s b j at p k m n c a s t dot com. S is in Steve. B as in boy, J as in Jack in the box, or you can go to PokemonPodcast.com and hit that contact button, and that'll take you to the same place. This email here is from Joseph. Hey, SBJ, Travis, Will, and the B team. The week of Thanksgiving, I moved from South Carolina to Boston as a homeschooler, making fr- and making friends is a bit harder. When I went to the library, those, those still exist? Yes. The library? All right. When I went to the library, I used my knowledge of video games to make some friends, and now we meet up almost every day to play together. So here's my question. Do you guys ever use video games to help you out in hard times to make friends? Joseph from Boston, Massachusetts.
2: Yeah, there's this program called It's Super Effective, and most of the people I would call my friends I've probably met through this program. Does that qualify? Yeah, it's
1: a biggie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, totally. Um... I think the one of the most difficult things in making friends, I mean, like, I think both individuals in meetup of strangers can, can both want, can both see another person and think, oh, that person seems cool, I bet we would be friends, and even though both people have that desire, that's not always all you need. A lot of the time you need some sort of common ground upon which to start a conversation and Video games, movie, and you know any media is great for that. And video games, especially for the reasons you said, because certain video games, Pokemon included, are profoundly social. So they encourage that type of interaction. So
2: yeah, and and I have uh, gone to the DC Public Library where the they have a weekly Pokemon League and made friends with people there. So it's kind of the same thing as being in Boston and doing that.
0: Probably most of my really good friends I either met via work or like employment jobs that that kind of stuff, or because of the actual podcast itself. totally a, a a doable means. I know Joseph was on the younger side, and so once you get more into like a full-time job and stuff like that, I think that's another great way to get friends because you're you're stuck with those people for 40 hours a week, so hopefully you can find. One or two of them that you that you enjoy their company. So wait, was this youngster Joseph? Y- youngster Joey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fi- we, finally
2: writing in after all these years. We we
0: only get the, the finest celebrities that write into us. Uh Robert writes in from Seattle, Washington. Hello, SBJ, Will, Travis, and possibly be teen and associated dirty dogs. I have a quick question for you. Your D D campaign was really enjoyable to listen to, and it got me really it got me extremely inspired to create my own fantasy content. I have gone through and drawn all the characters from D&D, and then it hit me. Could I use the characters SBJ, Stance, Emojis, Wendy, Meepo, Winnipeg, Talia, D. Pepper, and the rest of the them in a comic rendition of my personal take on the story thus far? Uh, I already emailed Robert and approved that. Uh, thought it would be a good idea to ask permission first, considering how careful people are with stuff like this these days. Anyways, keep up the good work over at the podcast, and I hope you read this on an episode. I want to hear Steve say trichoscophobia. There you go. I said whatever that is. Uh, thanks, Robert.
2: Uh, it's the fear of the number 13, trichoscidecophobia. Yeah,
0: that's the word. P.S. Tell Will that he is right about red vines and Twizzlers. P.P.S. Steve is my favorite. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, th- no real question here. Well, I guess the question is, can I use those characters, uh, to do art slash make a comic of? The answer is yes, absolutely. I, it's a, like if, if somebody was to use the It's Super Effective logo or like the It's Super Effective theme song or, or outro, I would be very protective of that stuff. Uh, and rightfully so. There's been plenty of apps that tried to use my old logo, but uh, for something like, like the D and D campaign we did i think it's it's heartwarming to see people like illustrate those characters in their own rendition or what they what they think those characters look like in their mind yeah so i've i've no problem with that i think that's really cool and see to see and i like if that campaign meant something to you and you wanted to you know use those characters and draw them or or make a comic of those like yeah go for it i i i think that's great i don't know if Travis has any input on that
1: only that i I totally agree i whether it's that Wendy or Baruch are relatable to you or you just find them to be interesting funny characters, I am flattered anytime anyone does anything with those those characters I think it's I think it's really awesome so go for it
0: Daniel writes in from twenty nine Palms California, which I guess is Forty five minutes away from Palm
1: Springs. I didn't so. even see the original twenty-eight palms. I'm really behind <laughs> on the franchise. Oh
2: it's actually a palms countdown between like palm strings Ugh, palm strings. That would be gross. Palm the, springs the Palm in Los String Angeles. Theory. Where it's like it starts like Palm Springs is, is technically like fifty palms and then they just count down as you head towards Los Angeles. Wait, really? so, so are you are, are you
0: saying there's a twenty eight Palms, California?
2: Forty nine palms, forty-eight palms, forty seven no, palms, forty six palms. I don't believe I don't this. I mean, believe what you want to believe, Ripley, but you know uh, <laughs> who's, got... <laughs> who's got knowledge of geography? Okay, come on. Name all of the countries that came from Yugoslavia. Let's go. You've had a year to study up.
0: No, no, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> uh the question <laughs> The question was what defines a sandwich we need to talk why, about why this because you this question?
1: hey i'm just you i just posted, re- I, i'm reading the i'm reading the questions that's all i'm doing here we need to talk about this because i don't know if you knew what you were doing when you were posting fake news on your twitter account but you posted this falsified screenshot that said the fda classified hot dogs as a sandwich I saw the YouTube video wherein YouTube personality Jack's films encouraged all of his viewers to make fake news articles, one of which is that the FDA approves hot dog as a sandwich. And I have a question for you, Steve. Are you either one, a completely uncritical consumer of the news that you see, that you just see a thing with a headline and assume <laughs> that it is true? Uh, at which point, uh, I have, you, you really need to, Become a more informed consumer of news, or two? Did you know that this was fake and intentionally tried to mislead our audience, which I think is unethical. Is worse, frankly.
2: <laughs> well said. Well said. So
1: I, when it was
0: when it when, let's back up a second. So the the screenshot of CNN and it said the FDA declares a hot dog is a sandwich. I laughed really hard at, as as anyone would in that situation because it's an extremely funny headline regardless of context right so the first thing i did is i went to cnn and i searched for it and wasn't there and then i used google news because i figured CNN's search engine like any website search engine was not as good as just typing in cnn then the headline into google and then testing to see if google could find the article and it couldn't so at that time i determined Oh, this is clearly fake, but it was still relevant to the show, right? Because we've had this conversation so often that I tweeted it with the with the like impression of like this is relevant to our listeners, and then I got rid of it because I I then thought, oh, what if people don't know that I'm jo- like this is a joke? Like I know it's a joke because I did the research, and like I I still think this screenshot is funny. I deleted it because I didn't want anyone to think,
1: oh, this is real. Because, like, in my mind, it, it well, it's clearly not real. <laughs> I I didn't know that you deleted the tweet afterward. That was a very thoughtful move. But I did think it was funny. And and, and for us debating about be-
0: sandwiches, it, it was relevant to our show, right? I always encourage our listeners to, especially on, like, the subreddit, like, if something was relevant that we talked about in the podcast, like, boat race was a big thing for a while share that with us because that's that's great that's like super funny and so some, when somebody was like oh like look at this fda declares a hot dog by the way it is true that the state of new york does declare a hot dog is a sandwich to go back i did delete it just because i didn't want to mislead anyone i just thought it was funny because it was relevant to our podcast
1: glad we have that settled
2: well i've got news for you charles Foster kane Whoa, that's really uh, weird, because I, I was watching to... that
1: movie today. I mean, not that, not that it's like no. the first time I saw Citizen Kane, but I was literally watching Citizen Kane again today.
2: Well, I've got some news for, for both of you. Uh, I have moved to a point in my life where I only find it's important to put definitions around actual things that matter, and things that don't matter, I will leave free to people's imagination, and they can have it any way they wish, as long as it doesn't have a negative impact on my life, and I will remain in peace
1: in Xanadu.
0: A sandwich has to have <laughs> bread. That's the fact. Can we talk fact? about
1: Citizen Kane now?
0: No, nah, that no, movie's no, no good.
2: What? Poor yeah. <laughs> Factory. Oh, Snoozerino. A sam- if you want <sighs> a sandwich to be two dogs and a cat in the middle, or if you want a sandwich to be the third planet that NASA recently discovered that can in- possibly support human life, you go right ahead. That's a sandwich. Enjoy it. A hot dog
0: is meat surrounded by bread, so therefore, I think it's a sandwich. You're not dragging me back into this arena. If you were to put, like, cheese and mayo between a soft shell taco shell, that's not a sandwich because of, there's no bread in that situation. You mean a tortilla?
1: Yeah. The I'm sure really Citizen Kane was bad. Can we talk about something? <laughs> Citizen I've Kane's not Never bad. seen it. Cool I've movie. never seen it.
2: It's just not that exciting. It's like there's no explosions.
0: Ugh. There's no explosions. Anytime Citizen Kane is brought up, I think of the Simpsons episode where they're walking through the movie museum and there's like a cane in some glass and it says Citizen Kane above it. And Lisa goes, hey, there's no cane in Citizen Kane. <laughs> i don't know it's still funny to me uh what else do we got here <laughs> this one is from scott from brooklyn new york where sand where hot dogs are considered sandwiches what do you all possibly think of the pokemon company adding the ability to transfer pokemon from pokemon go to pokemon bank as some data minds have indicated building on your conversation in episode 252 it could potentially be another shortcut of getting competition-ready Pokemon. Imagine a higher CP Pokemon in Pokemon Go would likely have higher IVs in Sun and Moon, while also giving folks a reason to go back to Pokemon Go. Thanks, I love all the hosts equally. Scott. How are the...
2: the pokemon did we ever get a final on how the pokemon that you move up from the virtual console games how their ivs and everything are determined is it a roll of the dice or that's
0: guaranteed three perfect ivs everything else is random all right so it's probably
2: going to be the same and three perfect ivs is not enough to get you competitive buddy
1: that's halfway there (laughs) there are some pokemon you're you're, you're still
2: gonna have to breed
1: there's some Pokemon where if it's like a really if it's like a glass cannon type of thing like you're st- having a thirty one i v in defense on your like a shell gore isn't really going to make it live any hits it wouldn't otherwise so if it, like so really fast frail Pokemon you could theoretically get away with just h p offensive stat and speed what did you just
2: call that pokemon a shell gore? Excel Gore,
1: I think it's the a sub bug. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of like it's because of like. I mean, I expect it u- from
2: Steve. I expect better from you.
1: <laughs> look, look my name. I get it. I, I, mean, I get it from playing from playing music in high school and like a cellarondo and stuff like the more like Italian. It or, is not an Italian like
2: bug. It's an American bug from
1: Unova named Excel Gore. What cool. <sighs> I mean, it, I would. I would. I would argue that it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> but oh, is no. did I just a break dog, my own rule? A sandwich. Oh, no. I think it's a slogger because I think the anime definitely says that. But I guess the question is, would you want to see Pokemon go Pokemon get transferred to Sun and Moon?
2: Oh, I I think Does so. that does I... that
0: negatively impact either game in any way? I think it'd be cool. No, yeah, I I think that
2: there's there's enough value and i mean especially if they do it the same way as they do the virtual console pokemon that i mean you're still gonna have to work to get the really competitive ones uh you know i i don't think a higher cp well uh, let's ignore the competitive
0: aspect because frankly like that's that's not a big part of pokemon like like yes there are people who love to competitively battle pokemon but as we've seen from Tournaments and the amount of people who buy the game, there are definitely people who just like to collect and play Pokemon. Well, sure. So it's going to help you complete EVs or IVs or what gets transferred. It's just the fact of how do you feel if the Caterpie you caught in Pokemon Go can get moved to Pokemon Sun and Moon. I mean, like I said, I think it's cool.
2: Yeah, there's people who are forming relationships with their Pokemon Go Pokemon the same way that we form relationships with our regular Pokemon Pokemon.
0: But what if what if it was a rarer Pokemon like Dragonite? Do you think that devalues? I'm 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 making the no, assumption. No, the that- more the merrier.
1: It doesn't matter. Like the the only Pokemon that are like rare commodities are event only Pokemon, really, and you're not getting those in Pokemon Go. Like Dragonite might be hard to achieve within Sun and Moon because you have to. Uh, is Dragonair one of the Pokemon? Let's say Let's say Goomy because
0: Goomy's not in Pokemon sure. Go, but let's just pretend because Go- like you said earlier, Goomy is a little harder to get in in Sun and Moon.
1: Sure, but like once you get it once, you can breed as many as you want. Whereas arguably, it's harder to get a Dragonite in Pokemon Go than it or sorry, a theoretical Gudra in Pokemon Go than it is to get a Gudra in Pokemon Sun and Moon, because you, it takes a while to get your first Gumi, sure, but then you just evolve it by leveling it up. Man, it takes a long time to get enough candies to evolve a Pokemon in Pokemon <laughs> oh, Go. But, I would yeah. say that's, a, that's a, a feat that's very difficult, so I don't think I devoluse it at all. I think the more the merrier.
2: Even worse than that? You guys won't even go out to catch Ice Pokemon when it's snowing out. Who's going to go out to try to catch a Gudra
0: in the rain? <laughs> 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 I hear ya. Yeah, I, I I mean I'm not saying I'm I'm against it. I just was forming a conversation. I think I think you guys are right that Pokemon Go might be a little bit harder to get said Pokemon. I mean, obviously you you open up Pokemon Go and you see nothing but hoot hoots and and rattatas and pidgeys, but like those are Pokemon that you encounter within the first five minutes of the actual game, so. I can't imagine that devalues or, or takes away from from the actual sun and moon or vice versa. Pokemon Go. Next question here is from Guark Garak? Uh From how the, is it spelled? G a r r u k. Garrick. Garrick. That sounds. Oh, that's what I'm gonna go more with. All right. Cincinnati, Ohio writes in. I'm curious when the next season of your Pokemon Dungeons and Dragon podcast will come out, and I couldn't find any info about it when i attempted to look it up keep up the good work garrick i really have nothing to say on this on this topic i pulled this question to to to, i guess say that because there hasn't been any information of of season three mythical out there we talked about this off air last week because you know it, it is something that that conversations have revolved around and obviously when we finished season two we just didn't it's, it's we've definitely been talking about it and doing stuff with it. And what we talked about off air was the whole mindset of I have a I have multiple projects in, in the works and I don't like announcing those projects in case something falls through. Alan from Tuesday Night Podcast, uh one of the people I co-host my board game podcast with said something that you would think that when when you tell somebody you're going to do something, that you're more likely to actually do it. Uh, But in reality, when you tell somebody you're going to do something, uh, you're actually less likely to do it because you've already gotten the reward of telling that person. So if I tell Will, hey, I'm going to do an art show in 2018, and Will goes, oh, that's really cool, awesome, Like, I can't wait. I've already gotten the reward, I've already gotten the The feedback of like that's awesome that's great, congrats, whereas now I don't feel like I really need to do it because I would have got that congrats or like good job or awesome i I got that now instead of getting it in you know two thousand and eighteen when the quote unquote example I would have used does that make sense did I explain that right travis you're the you're the smart person here,
1: yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but just long story short, visualization is often. Cited as a tool to help you achieve your goals, but in terms of long-term goals, actually, most of the literature uh, agrees that visualization makes you less likely to achieve those long-term goals because the act of imagining yourself achieving them gives you a reward in your. It triggers the same reward responses in your brain, so you're less likely to actually try to achieve that goal because to some extent you have already partially re- received the award for doing so just by imagining it
0: there's a lot that would have to go into a season three there the recording has to be done there would have to be all new music which nick has done fantastic music for the show he's he's the one that's been doing the new break music so there would have to be music there would have to be editing there there that's all on me of like also making a new logo and and getting that taken care of because we're no longer using the old pokeball logo that mythical was originally based off of so there's a lot of work that needs to be done uh i do want just to let everyone know that that is a constant conversation we're having off air and uh just you know keep looking forward to it It, once anything gets announced uh, you're gonna hear it on the show first if not via a Patreon message or an email or Twitter or Facebook. So,
1: or all of the above.
0: Or all of the above. So, like, it is something that, that I do get a lot of feedback on of asking where it is. I just want to put that out there that, you know, it is a constant conversation that we are having. Boulder Snap, Hi, SBJ. Listening to last week's show, I heard you were selling WAP Zip shirts. While that particular item does not interest me, I wanted to ask if you were considering merch related to Mythical. I know my secret crush, Logan, has done a lot of renderings of characters and scenes from the show, and I know that was something I would buy in that manner. Also, you are great, but Will is my favorite. Travis has his Pokemon of the Week spot, which is excellent, but I ha- have you thought of getting Will to do a- also a small spot, maybe a TCG card of the week, or something to compare with Travis's segment? Just an idea, because I would like to hear more of Will. Thanks, and have fun in my hometown of Boston at PAX Boulder Snap.
2: You know I have an entire podcast called Drive Check that you can listen to every <laughs> week where it's pretty much me and Cole and Jack just talking about cards. They're just unfortunately not Pokemon cards.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I I've, I've definitely thought about giving Will his own segment, especially since that since I feel like Pokemon of the Week has gotten more let me pretty use some, Travis heavy. Uh let me let me use some buzzwords. <laughs> it's it's gotten very streamlined. Uh <laughs> I think it's it's shorter but more concise. I think what Travis did with that and that was really kind of on the fly of like hey Travis I want you to talk more and you know be more prepared and just kind of give off a move set. Because again I know a lot of our listeners aren't competitive but I do know that some are and so that that segment is is valuable to them and I don't want to get rid of that. And so like Travis going through that and pulling movesets from slack and explaining how that pokemon works and getting that done in like what would you say travis four or five minutes yeah and and doing that and then me following up with your your standard pokemon facts i think that works really well and i would love for will to do something like that but i don't know what that would be especially because Will i'm doesn't a fan actually... of the old
1: school will written articles on the website the Pokemon of the Week articles that were that often <laughs> um, I wouldn't say veered because that implies it was unintended but uh, often took uh, interesting strange
2: turns <laughs> personal,
1: personal turns or like interpersonal turns that were very touching I thought I, I'm a big fan of those so to say that Pokemon of the Week is my segment fails to acknowledge that a much more emotionally Mature version of Pokemon of the Week was headed by none other than Will Anderson.
2: And, and you know, there has been a, a brotherhood of Pokemon of the Week writers for the website, so we can't <laughs> leave out David Thomas, who started the whole franchise. That's yeah. correct, yeah.
0: yeah. We'll not doesn't... David
2: Thomas from Wendy's.
0: No, not, well, maybe. We don't know. We don't have enough information. Uh, Will doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, <laughs> Actually we kinda do. <laughs> uh Will doesn't play the, the, the Pokemon TCG, so I don't know if a card of a week would be great. Cause you're, yeah, I mean
2: I could make stuff up, but it's probably just gonna be shaman EX every week until I hear some other card people complaining
0: about. Yeah, I don't, I, and I don't I don't wanna fall down any any wells of I don't know where I'm going with this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, don't fall down the well.
0: I think that It's Super Effective really relates to a time and place in all of our lives, and I say that because when we started off the show, we ran down six different Pokemon and teams and how that works, and that was me with very little knowledge, uh, while well, I thought at the time that I had not a lot of knowledge about the video game, and I, I proved that I didn't, but people for some reason liked that segment and continued listening to it, and People always write in and ask to bring back feature teams, so maybe I did something right when that segment was introduced. And when I was playing the card game very competitively, that there was the, the show itself was much more TCG-focused, and that gave Travis at least a good 20 minutes to zone out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when Will and I were playing Shuffle a lot, we would cover a lot of different Shuffle news at the beginning of the show. When Pokemon Go came out, you know, most of the, those episodes were very Pokemon Go focused. So if one of us were playing the TCG, we would probably definitely have more TCG stuff to talk about. Uh, but I'd, I don't want to force that on anyone of like, well, Will, you used to play the TCG. So do a TCG segment just because we have to. Like we don't do anything on the show because we have to. We, we just do it because that's what's organically happening in our lives at the time. And I think that, I don't know, I assume that's why people like the show.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of it. And, and, you know, yes, I enjoy playing the TCG, but there were reasons why I stopped playing the TCG, and those reasons haven't changed at this point. I mean, maybe they will change, but at this point they haven't, so.
1: I think there are more theoretical will segments than just TCG of the week. I think I think some thinking out of the box. I mean, if you just where.
2: wanted me to talk about new trading card games every week, <laughs> yes, I gotta, I'd be I'd be pro. I got to hear about all of them.
0: Yeah, we could we could, we could brainstorm brainstorm something, but no, I do agree that that I feel like Will should have a dedicated you know four to five minutes, like like Travis does. Not more, not any more than that, because I I have to hear myself talk the most. So clearly, uh, we can't take away time from that. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, to the beginning question, uh, Zip shirts, by the time you hear that, they'll probably be uh, closed for pre-order. We ran those for two weeks. Uh, as mythical-related merch, I don't have anything in mind. That show doesn't do as well as it's super effective, so audience-wise, it might be... You know, we might might move a couple, but I don't know a lot. What I will say is that I do plan on doing a Kickstarter soon, and that's... There's a lot of reasons for that, but I think really the main reason is for merch. Uh and I say that because uh with the Patreon, like those like all our Patreon backers are fantastic and I appreciate every single one of them even if they gave like a dollar a month or, you know, $2.22 which I think somebody actually gives. Uh like that's all fantastic and that reward is getting into Slack and there are other rewards to that. But there are nothing. There there are no physical rewards, and every now and then I like to do a shirt run, uh, which like the WAP Zip shirt is one of those. But I don't. I don't do a lot of shirt runs because there's just so many shirts out there in the world, and there are a lot of cool ones, and there are a lot of. There are just a lot of cool ones that exist for periods of time, and you know they might be forgettable. But there's always, like I could sign on the internet every single day and find a cool shirt that I would be willing to buy, but. Also, at the same time, I have way too many shirts in my closet, so it's just something I don't do. And I feel like a lot of people fall fall under that. Like, shirts are just... Everyone has too many of them, and there are already too many great designs out there. Um, but as for the reason doing a Kickstarter is... Yeah, that'll give us a couple more bucks to upgrade equipment or to you know use that money to do other stuff for conventions or shows or, or whatever we decided to put that money towards, but it gives the, it, it lets us do merchandise in a way of like, okay, we know exactly 50 people want, uh, want this kind of shirt. I, I go back to shirts, but uh, let's just say a shirt. Cool. We know exactly 50 people want that shirt. We know exactly what size they want because of Kickstarter. And we gave them a time frame of two months so we can get those shirts made and shipped off. But More so that we, that with the Kickstarter that I I plan on doing this spring, I have Nick making custom music for it. So there'll be a little digital soundtrack that you can get of Pokemon music that isn't actually Pokemon music, but that is inspired by Pokemon music. So that's really cool. That's something we can offer. Uh, I have Micah, who is an extremely talented artist, uh, doing some great portraits that I'll be able to canvas print. And if you don't know what canvas print is, it's it's like a stretched piece of cloth with the image printed, already framed and ready to go. So really, it's like one nail in on your wall and you can hang it. And also, that'll be in poster form, which is, you know, frame it yourself, get in a poster too. But canvas print, that's my way to go. I love canvas prints. So I have Micah doing some stuff. I have Nick doing some stuff. I'll be doing some stuff. So that the really, the Kickstarter is, here's a bunch of Pokemon podcast merch. You can get physical things, whether that's buttons, stickers. Artwork, music, and you can help support the show. And mostly, that money will be going to making that product, shipping that product, and getting it into your like getting it into your hands. So it's not like all that. But like, I think that's the confusing thing of Kickstarter is like, oh, you just made you know twenty thousand dollars on you know whatever like these brand new socks. I'm just thinking of a Kickstarter I backed, which might have been some socks. It's not like that person just got $20,000. That person has to now make those socks and fulfill those orders and ship them out, and that costs money, which that's what the Kickstarter pays for. So that's really why the why the Kickstarter's happening. I don't know if I made any sense right now, but...
2: I mean, you kind of did, but now it'll never happen because... Because I said it. Validation. <laughs> yep.
0: But yeah, that's that's what it's going down for. So uh, hopefully that that's something that's cool for you guys. Like the last Kickstarter we did, which was... Over two years ago was was what I what I thought pretty successful. So we'll see. Uh, I also know that some people don't like giving their money to Patreon and they trust Kickstarter, and so that's just another way for you know somebody to feel comfortable throwing five bucks our way and then getting some stickers in return.
1: I have so many it's super effective shirts from through the ages that I could probably go like a month only wearing it's super uh, everyday wearing something is super effective
0: <laughs> yeah so I don't know it's, it, it's exciting but uh maybe I'll make some like mythical stickers or something of the sort and have that as a as a kickstarter reward with patreon it's just very hard to do physical rewards on that platform just the back end doesn't, doesn't make it easy for that to happen that's why pretty much everything on on our patreon is like digital only of okay you get into slack okay you get into slack but you get access to this channel okay you get into slack but you also get access to these downloads that are hidden behind a password stuff like that let's do like two more questions uh this is from tommy from columbus ohio dear will i enjoy i enjoy it when travis talks about philosophy love tommy p.s if any other listeners also enjoy travis's Wow. Philosophical digressions, go check out the podcast Arbitrary Archive, where-
1: Whoa, look at that.
0: Where ontological and extra tense. Extra ten, <laughs> I can't say that, um, musings reign supreme.
1: Whoa, I didn't even, this is not-
0: My, my question is, why was this addressed to me? Uh, I think you said last week you didn't want to hear about Travis Ramble.
2: Uh, I believe I said the opposite because Travis said he did not want to talk about Hegelian dialectics, and I said let's talk about Hegelian dialectics.
1: I—that is true. I did opt out of the dialectic. I, that's just not a particular area of interest of mine. I don't think we've talked about ontology on Arbitrary Archive or because it's just we talk about media. I very much appreciate the the free plug. This it i know you're gonna think that this is a plant uh yeah that this email writer is a plant especially given that they live in columbus ohio which is the same town where my brother the co-host of arbitrary archive also lives um but no that's that's not actually actually the case this was completely um unplanned i i appreciate the free plug for arbitrary archive we had a Pretty good episode just go up. What did we talk about? I can't even remember. It was um, oh, but I I'm sure it was great. great. It was that good? You couldn't we remember. About, we talked about a podcast called The Infinite Now, and then the popular film out right now, the Lego Batman movie.
2: Batman. The old Batman. 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 Not not Batman.
1: Batman. You mean like Superman and oh, uh, no, Aquaman? You're just doing this. Sp- on <laughs> Sp- the the great Marvel hero Spider-Man? I took <laughs>
2: um four semesters of silo- philosophy.
1: <laughs> now you guys Silas- are You took me. four se- I, four semesters of philosophy. As,
2: as anyone who went to a Jesuit college or university is required to take four semesters of philosophy. My I English did so. is
0: wearing off on both of you.
2: Yes. Um I enjoy philosophy. I did not enjoy those courses because one of the most painful things about taking college and university required philosophy courses is the people who will never ever be able to comprehend philosoph- philosophical concepts being required to be in those classes with you. It is true torture. And I commend Travis for getting past those beginning stages and into the higher levels of thought. Um, well, I, I it, it, ain't,
1: it ain't a cakewalk once you start getting only the pretentious, what's a family-friendly word I can use? The pretentious dingbats that occupy. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't. I won't say that that's true of all of my classmates because there were. I met some friends, and although a surprisingly small amount compared to my other major, which was, fil- I made a lot more friends in the film department than I did in the philosophy department. But the thing is, you start to get the type of person who is not in philosophy anymore because they have. Well, I mean, this is me try this is an assumption on my part but from their from their actions it seems like they're not there to learn more about the subject matter they're just there to say heidegger's name a whole bunch which is kind of troubling but uh yeah you you start to get the type of person who just wants to be there to show that they do know philosophy things and because philosophy classes tend to be sort of uh, open discussions they have free reign to just Uh, derail the conversation to whatever their uh specific uh area of expertise is which can be infuriating but it's a really rewarding discipline and it what's the best way to word it i think that through all of my years of studying philosophy i've never found something that precisely matches uh, that i am totally convinced by like Nothing I saw was like, this is exactly how I see the world, the way this philosopher thinks. But I think it is very valuable to be presented very different, seemingly strange and, and bizarre ways of seeing the world because challenging your own baked in tendencies of the like assumptions you make and, and and tendencies of interpretation i think rattling those cages a little bit can be a good exercise in philosophy is probably the best way to do that
2: and and i agree and that's actually as as the last thing i'll say on this um, one of the reasons why i typically do not discuss philosophy in public is that i tend to be much more comfortable espousing extreme points of view than people are comfortable with hearing them and people uh tends to sometimes trigger emotional responses which definitely this is not the forum for getting into those kinds of conversations
0: there you have it there you got there you have it nicholas writes in from cornea coronoa california cornea
2: nothing sure it's right next to pupil california go on
0: probably next to uh, palm is Springs. That the 49th palm yeah. i think yeah i think so uh dear spj and company There has been an episode. There has been episodes after episodes that upset me. SPJ is clearly the better host of the show. Ah. Without him, the show would not do as well. I don't know about that. Uh, I can clearly see all the hard work he does for the show, and I feel more connected to him as I too cannot pronounce words, let alone names of countless Pokemon. This is not to be confused with not appreciating Will or Travis because I do keep up the good work, and I hope one day that I can make it to one of your live. Shows at a convention I don't have a question so you can make up one for me If you want you can use my name I know for a fact I am the only Nick in cornea
1: let alone All of California Alright we'll make up a question What does make Citizen Kane so great Well I would argue that The (laughs) The fact that the uh, The Formal elements uh, Really force the audience Into the interpretation that um, that Wells wants the audience to come to are, are immaculate. Like, think about how the uh, the main journalist is is always framed from the back. You're always looking over his shoulder, and he's always poorly lit, and 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 that's to get to prevent the audience from identifying with him in a, in any meaningful way. That to to make sure the audience knows that he's just a cipher, and that this is really Kane's story, and not to think that the arc of the film is watching this journalist get information about Charles Foster Kane and instead is actually the arc of Kane himself. And I think these little formal flourishes that lead to a very sharp and almost uniform interpretation, regardless of, of who the audience is, is, is what makes it considered to be the best film of all
2: time. So, you, So you've missed the entire real question that we should be discussing, which is, uh, Moulin Rouge is actually a better Citizen Kane than Citizen Kane. Oh, than Citizen Kane, Get <laughs> out of here! Is this
0: like Home Improvement, where the oh, neighbor no, is behind the fence? I don't know what you're
1: gonna ask, but no, this isn't anything like Home Improvement. And
0: you can't see his face until the very final episode?
1: Yes, what? that's exactly what this is.
0: Alright, good. That's uh, what I thought. <laughs> I will do one more question, just because... Uh, We need a palate cleanser after that. Yeah, we can't (laughs) end on Citizen Kane. Uh, Jordan writes in from Tri-Cities, Washington. A comment from an earlier show asked what you would like to see in a future Switch Pokemon game, and I wanted to voice my wants, and I would like a whole 3D revamp. Yes, I know this will likely happen. No, I know this will likely never happen. But I would want a 3D Pokemon game where you would be able to walk around like Pokemon XD and see the Pokemon in the grass where like Final Fantasy 14. So it's not random encounters, but you can still be surprised and whatnot. I would also like 3D battles not like Pokemon, well not like Pokin, but like Pokemon Stadium or Coliseum. I also would like to ask i love the tcg but i can only play digital versions because you can get packs for free sometimes but ma- mainly because it doesn't take up physical space i am very disappointed i can't get into i can't get the pokemon tcg on my phone but i can get magic hearthstone Yu Gi Oh, etc how do you guys feel about the digital versus physical formats thanks for the show guys it's been a pleasure to listen each week steve you are my favorite podcast host but will is the best also waiting to hear that, e- that Travis email. So I read this oh, message boy. because we're going to read the Travis email right now. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. No. We're not doing it right now. I'm still teasing it. Uh, we'll get to Travis's email eventually. Uh, okay, a couple of things to break down. Uh, it looks like Jordan's concept was the whole seeing the Pokemon instead of random encounters. A lot of games do this. Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy XIV. For some reason, Final Fantasy games are the only thing sticking out on my mind, but uh, what do you guys feel about that? I I mean, that's just adding to the
2: verisimilitude of the pokemon experience so i'm i'm all in favor i mean they do try something like that because on like pony island they have the shadows of the pokemon running through the grass that turns out to be like a prime ape or something that comes after you and they have the shaking trees and something jumps out at you and they have the shadows of the bird pokemon which actually started in gen 5 best gen um so i mean it's just a st- it's a progressive step from that Right, where you have a a more clearer representation of the Pokemon that is you're about to encounter.
1: Yeah, and we basically already have Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Coliseum level battles because battles are in 3D now. So we, we've got we got that one. Um, I think it's more like the camera uh, movement and everything. We we have camera movements too,
0: but there are no cameras on the Switch, correct? No, no, I mean like <laughs> not like physical cameras. I mean, like when
2: well, you're. No, I'm just saying that you you can't have an AR Pokemon game on the Switch because there's no cameras.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. That's correct. I don't think the. I don't think AR is the question. I, like, the I think the question asker just means a. More cinematic battle system, yeah. and we're clearly going that way.
0: Right, we're just not completely it, there yet. Even though I would, I would yeah. say that it 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 is probably doing things a lot better than Stadium has. But that's a, that's a pretty old game. But I get, I get the concept right.
1: As for I, the thing about the thing about foregoing random encounters in favor of the style of something like Chrono Trigger, where the monsters are already placed in the environment and you run up to them to start an encounter is that i even in the sun and moon rendition of it like will was talking about and the gen 5 version 2 it i don't think you can do that for even the majority let alone the entirety of encounters because Pokemon is so built around having a variety of Pokemon in each area that if you could see what Pokemon it was before you were about to interact with them, I I think that kind of fundamentally breaks one of the core experiences of, of playing Pokemon, and that's knowing that you can get a pikachu in viridian forest and having to work to get that pikachu because it's a low encounter rate. right like if you could see oh no that's the silhouette of a caterpie i'm gonna skip that that's the silhouette of a metapod i'm gonna skip that i think it fundamentally changes the game in a way that's a little less interest i mean it's it's certainly not more interesting it may be the same but i don't i don't think it's necessary at least in my opinion do you agree two of you
0: I I think if you were to, ha- to like see Pokemon, uh, you would probably need bigger areas to go. Okay, there's a there's three or four Caterpies hanging out, but then over here, um, there's a chance for a Pikachu to show up or something. I'm just using your I'm just piggybacking off your Viridian Forest concept, whereas in something like Final Fantasy 14 or 15 or, and y- maybe you can speak to Chrono Trigger, Travis, but those areas are so big that there's this there's this fog that happens, so it's like, well, I can see pretty far, and I can see these monsters in front of me, but if I keep walking, I'm not sure what's actually going to be over there until I get there uh and that's where you know the game could possibly generate other Pokemon or whatnot or or certain Pokemon are are on a timer, like hey, maybe a Pikachu only appears in this area you know every 8 or 9 hours so it's like okay well that makes it a little more rare but now i know like oh i kill i accidentally knocked out this pikachu but i know in about 8 or 9 hours that will that pokemon will reappear again and that'll give me a chance to get it it's really the same concept you're just changing the to, you're just changing the mechanics behind it of how pokemon are encountered instead of the random chance of them being encountered i i think both ways are, are fine I I would not be opposed of seeing it go down a newer route of okay I can see everything I can actively avoid something but if I want to uh engage I have that option.
2: Yeah, the main problem that we're trying to solve is too many Zubats.
0: <laughs> Let me walk around the freaking Zubats. Yeah. Thank you. Uh the other question Jordan asked was the how we feel about digital versus physical TCGs personally i can answer this really quick uh there is something really great and really special about sitting across the table from somebody you enjoy their company with and actually holding physical cards and that's something that you can't really reproduce in a digital format i think the digital format has the advantage of playing anytime anywhere like if i'm laying in bed at 2 a.m i can open hearthstone and play as many games of hearthstone as i want whereas 2 a.m. Will is sleeping, and also doesn't live near me, so I can't just ask him for a game of the Pokemon TCG. Please don't ask me for anything at 2 a.m. Thank you. So uh, I think they're both great. Uh, I think they both like, digital card games aren't going to kill physical card games, and and vice versa. I think they both have have a medium, and they both can happily exist together. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way to play that. Uh, it's just, I think digital provides more convenience, but if I have an option, I think physical is more social, more engaging. I don't know. There's just something about it that, that a digital game can't really reproduce. No,
2: I agree 100%, right? I, I don't play TCGs to win or lose. I play TCGs to be social and to be around people. So that's, that would be completely lost in a digital format.
1: The only digital card games that I have enjoyed are the ones that were designed from the ground up to be digital card games. I well, I guess that's not true. When I was younger, I had a ball with whatever that PlayStation One Yu-Gi-Oh game was. Barring that strange example. Generally I don't uh you know, I when I was into magic I didn't really like the magic online stuff. Even though I've never really been into the Pokemon TCG that deeply, I've dabbled a little bit and play TCGO, is that what it's called? I think so. And I was never really into that. The only, like I said, the only digital card games I've liked are the ones that are built for it. So Hearthstone, the Elder Scrolls card game isn't bad. Um, I haven't played Gwent, but I know people really like the card game within The Witcher, which is called Gwent. And the reason is that those games can utilize mechanics that are really only available within the digital space. So think things like uh, being able to produce a randomly generated number without having to resort to dice rolls. You can't really do that in a card game unless, like I said, you do a coin flip or a dice roll, which gets cumbersome. Then you have to carry all these dice or uh, coins with you, which is... Unfortunate because you're already carrying all of your cards, um, but able to just quickly do that. Or cards that have uh, so thinking about Hearthstone, there's some cards that have effects where like you pretty profoundly change the state of the game. Car- if you know Hearthstone, cards like uh, Lord Jaraxxus that replaces your hero, like that that card is very complicated in its effect. Like it would be very difficult to t- to like write all of the effects that that card has on a physical card, but it works in Hearthstone because you don't really need to explain all that because the game does a lot of the, that action for you. And I think when when digital card games are able to just be digital, they can take advantage of those elements, but when they're physical card games first, you sort of just get the worst of both worlds. Uh we still have a ton of emails but
0: running out of time, so if we didn't get to your email, we will eventually get to it. I have everything now organized. To make sure I don't miss emails. So if you want to send in an email, you can do so at sbj at or you can go over to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button and uh, send in any emails related or not related to Pokemon. As, as the segment proves, we'll talk about anything. So what we'll do is we'll take one more quick break and we'll come back. Travis will do Pokemon of the Week. We'll do some house cleaning and we'll wrap up the show. So we will be right back. A done a dud dance, a boot, dan dance, a done a dud dance, a boot, dan dance, a done a dud dance, a boot, dan dance, abundance, abundance, a done a dud dance, a beef dan dance, a done a dud dance, a beef dan dance, a done a dud dance, a beef dan dance, abundance, abundance i done a good dance. dance. I've done a good dance. You dance. I've done a good dance. dance. Abundance. Abundance. done a a Abundance. dance,
1: Abundance. Abundance. Abundance.
0: Abundance I've done a good dance. Two day dance. I've done a good dance. Two day dance. I've done a good dance. Two day dance. Abundance. 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 And we are back from our break. I guess, I mean, I have nothing really to say. I'm going to toss it over to Travis. And they're going to do Pokemon of the Week. And I'll come
1: back and give you some facts. Our Pokemon of the Week this week is a Generation 5 Rock-type Pokemon. That, of course, is Gigalith. Gigalith in Gen 7 has the ability Sand Stream which calls upon a sandstorm as Gigalith is sent out into battle. I will be frank and say that I have never used a Gigalith on my team in Gen 7, so I don't have a lot of expertise using it. So because of that, instead of having me ramble on about the strategy of using it, I'm going to give you three as opposed to the usual two movesets for Gigalith, because I wouldn't have a lot to add, because I don't really feel like I know enough about the Pokemon to give you that meaningful of information. So other people are going to do that through me because I am a strange puppet. Our first set comes from Frequent Pokemon of the Week contributor, Kevin, aka Cooper Braz. That's an adamant nature with 252 EVs in HP and attack with the remaining four in special defense. Your item is going to be leftovers and of course Sandstream is your ability. The move set here is Earthquake, rock slide, curse, and explosion um have it, having a move set without protect is obviously a little riskier but we're obviously using a pretty risky set here in the first place because we're running explosion um rock slide is there because it hits both opponents uh and is the same type attack bonus move uh curse is great because it allows you to either synergize with or counter Trick Room. Gigalith is already very slow, so being able to slow yourself down more makes sure that you are able to go first under the effects of Trick Room. Earthquake is just good coverage. Our next set comes from Mark, a.k.a. What's Mark's slack name?
0: Marshmallow Loaf. Yeah,
1: yeah Marshmallow Loaf. Uh, and that is an adamant nature uh this one actually is not going to use sand stream so you would uh use this for the you would use the ability use the ability sturdy here um your evs are going to be the same as the one from before with attack hp and the remaining four in special defense your item is going to be leftovers and the move set is protect stone edge smackdown earthquake um, mark says the first slot is protect to see what your opponent is working with earthquakes high base power tends to make short work of a lot of pokemon stone edge while only being 80 percent accurate is very effective for gigalith and smackdown can assist with flying types if you're paired with a ground type pokemon smackdown is a really interesting move by the way being able to make flying types or like pokemon with levitate uh, no longer immune to ground types can be a pretty powerful effect fun fact uh zygarde's move thousand arrows i think that's what it's called um it's a signature move of of zygarde also has that same effect uh it can hit but it can hit flying types just with that move so that's pretty cool too it's unrelated though um and then the third set comes to us from brandon aka Brandon21486. Uh, and that set is going to also use Sandstream. This time we're going to use Rockium Z. So we're going to be able to use uh, the Rock Z move. Your EVs are going to be 244 in HP, 252 in attack, and then the remaining 12 in special defense. Uh, this is going to be a Brave Nature. And this is a more, this is a, a pretty typical set that you would see. It's Stone Edge, Earthquake, Rock Slide, and Protect the brave nature and, and zero speed investment allows you to be as as brandon says quote faster unquote in trick room so another way to take advantage of or or counter a trick room um with that fairly offensive move set there like i said i don't i'm not confident in to give you a lot more information than these folks already have about gigolith so i'll just end it there
0: Alright, and if you get a shiny Gigalith, it has blue crystals on it instead of the red crystals. Gigalith was first seen in a triple battle with teammates Reuniclus and Gothitel against a Blitzel, Darmanitan, and Drilbur during the Oha Suta episode, which aired June 27th. It was not revealed until uh, August 7th, 2010, so that was, what, almost two months before we knew what Gigalith was, even though we saw it early. Not really that great of trivia, but Gigalith is the only pure rock-type third-stage Pokemon. And Gigalith's evolutionary lines share similarities with Golem's family. Both of them are rock-type. Both learn Stealth Rock, Smackdown, Explosion, Stone Edge, and Rock Blast by leveling up. First Evolve at 25, final evolutionary stage by trading. Uh, Gigalith seems to be based on a crystal formation Good old Gen 5
1: Pokemon. I really like Gigalith.
0: It's cool. It had a really cool TCG card when I played. There uh, It would do 20 times the amount of damage. Ugh, sorry, I'm like, losing my voice. 20 times the amount of damage per f- fighting energy on it. Mm. Uh, plus, I think it started with a base 20. So you could do 100 damage with 4 fighting energy. And anyone who played the TCG, that's a lot of energy to apply to a pokemon usually most pokemon are like one double colorless and then one other energy and you kind of go go off there or use other cards to get energy on faster but there was a card in the game uh there was an electrode in the game where electrodes ability was to commit suicide like to blow up and that would give your opponent a prize card because in terms uh electro fainted so they get a prize card for every pokemon that faints on your side but in return by uh sacrificing Electrode, you would reveal the top, I think, 10 cards of your deck, and for every energy you found, you could instantly attach it to a Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, so what you could do is you could explode Electrode, hope that you get energy cards, attach them to Gigalith, and then all of a sudden your Gigalith goes from 0 to 100 uh, instantly. There was also a card in the game called Twins, uh, which lets you let you find any two cards in your deck that you wanted as long as you had... L- more prizes than your opponent basically as long as you were losing the match so by forcing your electro to explode you give your opponent one prize card but now you can use this card that lets you find any two cards in your deck which is extremely powerful so you could find something like uh you could pretty much find a card that would help you look at the top cards of your deck and like arrange them in a way when you exploded uh or not when you exploded but when it pretty much obviously because that's after the fact but uh it sets you up for the the fact that trying to get the, the deck to work, it was really cool. But yeah, that's, that's like one of my fondest memories with Gigalith was that, that deck I used.
2: And this is why we don't discuss TCGs in the program, because trying to get these concepts across in a non-visual medium is very difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I do want to go, I, I do want to say though, like, I have no hate of the TCG. It's just a very expensive, time-consuming hobby. It is really great. But yeah, that's Gigalith. Uh, All right, some house cleaning. You guys made this segment. It was all you. You did this. I've been adding more stuff to the Pokemon Podcast YouTube channel. So just YouTube slash PKMNcast. I've been doing this new thing where I take one to two minute clips from the podcast and turn them into mini YouTube episodes uh, to see how that works and, and Facebook. seems to prioritize video on that platform so seeing if it works there too uh just because my my homework if i'm giving you guys homework this week and i'm sorry but my homework for you guys this week is to tell one friend about our show and i think by doing these mini episodes it's a great way of going like hey this might be something you're interested in or hey look at these guys are funny because i know when somebody looks at a podcast and they see 200 some episodes and they see that episodes are 90 plus minutes, that might be intimidating. That might be a turnoff. That might be like, where do I start? Where well, there's so much here to, to go from. So having these one to two minute clips, uh, really hope, I really hope, um, shines a certain part of our podcast that makes it a little bit easier to get into. If, if, if you tell a friend that might not be into podcasts, but maybe love Pokemon, um, so that's really where we're going with that. Uh, I do plan on doing some more Pokemon Center reviews on YouTube. Uh, so, And they, they, one or two of them will involve a giveaway. So just to like a comment, obviously watch the video, hit the subscribe button, uh, comment. And uh, so we're trying something with that. And with Pokemon Day and everything coming up, uh, hopefully I, I can set some time aside to stream something to celebrate Pokemon Day. Uh, will, Travis, and I will all be at PAX. Uh, in Boston, I believe that is March 9th, if I'm not mistaken. And we will be... That's when we fly out, but I think March... Isn't March 10th yes. our actual yeah. uh, that presentation yeah. at 2.30? 2.30 in the Bobcat Theater, I was told that... It's
2: the uh, dentist's favorite time, so just remember that and you remember 2.30.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, that fits 400 people that I've been told. So 400 spots there. Uh, and it is not being streamed. So if you cannot make it to PAX or you're not in the Boston area, and uh, we will be recording that. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to record that yet. I will figure out a way. Probably just check an extra bag of luggage of audio equipment. Yeah, that'll be all great. That'll be something I'm really excited for. This is the first time the three of us have done a panel together. Uh, Irene will be there. She'll actually be... I'm really pumped. Yeah, she'll actually be helping uh, do the panel. We I actually have a really cool concept that in, involves a lot of audience participation. So uh, I'm going to put her to work of running around and... Making everything move smoothly, but uh, we'll all be there, so that'll be really exciting. and I think uh, I don't I know Nick was planning something of a meet out outside if you if you couldn't get Pax tickets, I think will said something about uh, uh, Bright, but no details on that hopefully by That n- my... was for my birthday. Oh okay, well, birthday <laughs> and and podcast, but we'll uh we'll figure something out by next week, hopefully, because that 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 trip is coming up soon. And uh, the Switch is coming out in a couple days. I might do something with that as well. I don't know if, if anyone be would be interested, but I know there was a couple people in Slack that asked if I was doing a a, a a box opening or or just general impressions on Switch or just even having a mini episode with my with with some Switch thoughts. And uh, I think I might go down that route. So just stay tuned for that. But if you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. We have a Facebook. Facebook.com slash PKMNcast. Review us on iTunes. We have a Patreon if you want to check that out. Patreon.com slash it's super effective. Uh, Reddit r slash super effective. Otherwise, Travis is at the Travis W on Twitter. Will is at wash in the sink. I am at dragging a lake. And this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are. Super effective. Super
2: E chords.
1: I want to talk about keeping that dog clean in 2017 because I think the dogs are revolting because less than a week ago I was actually bit by a dog uh, when I was (laughs) at the beach. And I think they are very angry that I am asking them to be kept clean in 2017. So I, you know what? No, no, I, I will not let this get me down. Keep that dog clean in 2017.
0: Just wanted to give a big shout-out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at DrunkOnTacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout-outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout-out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at DrunkOnTacos.com. Thank you, everyone, for your patronage and supporting It's Super Effective.